Hello everyone. This is There's Layers to This. We are so glad to be back. It has been a while. It's been a few weeks. We took some time off just to reevaluate and to bring some more great stuff for you to listen to on There's Layers to This. We hope that you have had a great time in this break. But for now, we're going into the episode on experience. Let's go. Welcome to There's Layers to This, people. We are back again. <laughs> if you are seeing, a, if you are seeing an extra face, a very powerful man, very influential man, <laughs> the one, the only, <laughs> the one, the only, <laughs> Willie John Daigo. Stephen, <laughs> you have to put some some. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You're far too kind. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, Faith and I are back, and this time we've got um, this lovely gentleman with us. Uh, Would you like to intro yourself, sir? Um, Hello. Um, My name is Willie Jadaiga, husband to Faith Rose (laughs) (laughs) Jadaiga. So, yeah, I got invited uh, on this episode. First time on layers to this. I've I've listened to a couple of episodes, um, but yeah, enjoyed them. So let's see how this goes. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, and then we've got the madame here who's who's just glowing with happiness. <laughs> yes, of course. You haven't seen me smiling like this before, I think. Yeah. So just ignore the the Cheshire cat smile that will be here. My cheeks will probably be quivering by the end of this. But yes. There's layers to this. Our first ever guest, my husband. Yes, I'm so glad. So happy. Yes, spoken sir. about him in season one. Spoken about him in season two. He's in this book. Like, you know what? It's like meeting the celebrity. It's, it's amazing. Do you know what I mean? It's amazing. It's so, good. It's an honor. <laughs> it's an honor. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Anyways, um, today's episode is about greater than words. It's about experience and what life is like being a human being, what it's like to live, and uh, most of all, the experience of God in all our lives. Uh, this episode, I'm actually going to be focusing more on Faith and Willie and their experience, uh, respectively, also um, in their relationship and maybe even their own personal experiences in, in how they feel about how God has affected them. So we're just going to get into that conversation now. But the first question I'm going to ask is, um, how would you define your experience uh, when it comes to your belief in God? And I'm going to direct this first to the gentleman at the bottom of my Um, screen. (laughs) Yeah, um, well, I think for me, I just feel like, I experienced God since I was born, you know. I, I don't think there's ever been a time when I felt like I didn't experience the presence of God. Mm. So, I don't know. If, if someone told me that they, they've never experienced the presence of God, I'd be a bit surprised because for me, it's been, it's been from day zero, from day one, you know. Uh, from when I, I knew, um, when I was told about who God is, and I was like, oh, 
um, I'm sure it's been there since 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 the beginning. That's as much as I have been told about cars. It's been there since before I was even formed. Because uh, yeah, there's a verse in the Bible that says, "Before you were formed, I knew you." You know, so um, I know that God knew me uh, before I was born, and uh, yeah, there's a purpose for for my life. There's a purpose on this earth, but um, further to that, growing up, for me, I look at the surroundings that I'm in. I look at everything, like, you know, every creation of God is, is, a, is, a, is a work of wonder, you know, that <laughs> others may have tried to replicate in a way, but <laughs> they'll never get it quite exact, you know, just God just made everything, uh, you know, you look at the trees, you know, so functional, so full of life. Um, you know, just the universe, the sun, the moon, and, and everything, you know. The breeze, just it's all it talk. It all talks about the presence of God. I think there's a some Psalms nineteen verse one. Um, well, let me let me just look at it. I think I actually put it up as my status today uh, on on WhatsApp. And uh, what it says, um, it says that the heavens. So. Um, the heavens declare the glory of God and the firmament, firmament showeth his handiwork. So it's it's just uh, an amazing uh, thing to see that. You, you see God everywhere, really. That's how my experience has been. That's how I look at it. You know, even if I ever doubted that God existed, when I look at, at myself as a human being, a masterpiece, I'm like, I can't just exist. <laughs> There's no way I just exist. <laughs> Yeah, so I think I'll leave it there. That's perfect. That's perfect. Faith? What's the question again? <laughs> How do you define your experience of God? My experience of God, I'm going to give you a shortest answer to a long-winded answer. My experience of God is known best when I find times of challenge and things where like there's no other solution and when something happens I can be like it's only God and I think that's a beautiful thing about how when we look at the Bible itself and if we read it as a book of so many different people's experiences we get to know God's covenant names at different points in time so when God first provided for um, Abraham that's when he called him Jehovah Jireh the Lord who provides when they when Moses had crossed the the Red Sea then you know he was then known to be Jehovah Nisi um, his banner and I think it's in those times of challenge in those times of unexpectedness and in those times where we are obeying God because we are trusting in God that we truly get to experience him in a new way so I think yes birth has something to do with it life has something to do with it. and I really like what Willie said about you know experiencing God everywhere because God is everywhere and God is in everything and if we're looking we'll be able to see God we'll be able to see the revelation of God and I think our best thing that we can do when we experience God is to respond to him because his whisper in everywhere I love you 
I love you. I love you all over. And, and all God wants is for us to respond to him. So, yeah, that's my uh, thoughts on that. So, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a powerful thing. It's a very, very important thing to understand. Um, I think as human beings, we always come to that place where we are um, always asking ourselves where we come from, what our experience is and how we live. And the question is always, where do I come from and who made me and why am I here? Why do I have no choice in my existence? That kind of thing. And so for me, it's my experience of being, um, you know, my experience of God is very simple. It's just in the nature of being the fact that I'm here and the fact that I didn't choose, but I'm still grateful at the fact that I still have the opportunity at life. I think that's, that's my, that's my best thing. I think for me, that's my experience of God in a, in a nutshell. But <laughs> well done. Well done. That, yeah, that, that's a, a very in-depth answer, but done in the shortest yeah, in short possible. form. That's perfect. It's I like that. Long. It's usually long. It's usually long. Anyway, yeah. Um, I'm actually just looking down at, uh, at some of the things we, we've talked about over time. But then... Um, our experiences and even some of the relationships that we have and those that we forge um, come from a place of um, understanding, you know, people and understanding God as well in, in, in the way we view, you know, God's actions. Um, so w- what I wanted to ask is how does this experience and this knowledge of both God and people relate to wisdom? How do you define that, ex- you know, that relationship how do you feel like when you sit down and you you know talk with your friends and so on and so forth and you come up with the idea of the idea of wisdom you know is it a divine thing is it something that you know uh, is derived from both godly and uh, human knowledge so i just wanted you guys to expand on that so faith could you, you just start <laughs> with this yes 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 i'm coming for you yes okay. you're coming for me asking me questions <laughs> Um, you're putting me on the spot, but let's go. Let's let's give this a bash. Yeah. I think wisdom. I used to think wisdom comes with age, but <laughs> I don't think that anymore. I think wisdom comes with experience, but then also at the same time, like experience is all about our revelation, our understanding of how the world works. When we are when we are people, and when we're thinking about raising children and things like that, we're not raising them for our own benefit, but for them to be able to survive in what we call this big, bad world and that sort of thing. Um, And I think knowledge and wisdom work well, really, together, because sometimes if you're talking about about knowledge, you know, you can can look at two different words, that there's gnosis and there's epinosis, yeah? So then there's, like, knowledge, which is just knowing of something, like, <laughs> like mm-hmm. I knew, I knew of marriage, but epinosis is like experiencing marriage and I am experiencing marriage now. So then I have a deeper knowledge and obviously my knowledge is not going to be the same. I mean, we're just over a year and a half married now, but my knowledge is not going to be the same as someone who's been married for 10 years. My knowledge is not going to be the same as someone who's been married for 50 years. So I think the deeper the experience the greater the wisdom. Yes, sir. How do you relate that, the same thing, the wisdom? Where, where does it come from, the experience of God and man? Please expand. Um, <laughs> ultimately, I believe the wisdom comes from God himself mm-hmm. because God is the one who created the world 
God is the one who created everything. So if we are looking at, you know, just going back to what Willie was saying, like, you know, the heavens and the firmaments are telling of the glory of God. And we understand like, you know, God has created everything for his own glory. If I look at it from that perspective, then we are of the understanding that wisdom comes from him. Because if I created something, I know how it works. I know what it needs. Like if I'm the, if I was the one who made the first car, I would know what every single part does. And I guess in a sense, when we're trying to understand our lives, if we look at it from the perspective of like maybe knowing a car, a mechanic is the one who would know more about the car, but better still, the person who actually um, created that car, designed it and everything, has a deeper knowledge. And maybe you say, okay, this has got that sort of wisdom thing. So I I believe wisdom comes from experience, but more so from God. And it was interesting. I was having a conversation with a friend the other day and like, you know, everyone knows the story of Adam and Eve and, you know, mm-hmm. eat, Eve ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Right. Um, and, and one, one poignant thing that you were saying that like, someone was preaching and they were saying that like, you know, God told um, Adam that, you know, you can eat from any of the trees or anything, but apart from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Right. So God wanted Adam to live from revelation, not through experience. And if when we are trying to understand the ultimate source of wisdom is God. So God wants the best for us. He has good plans for us. He has thoughts to give us a a good future and a hope and an expected end, right? But God wants us to live through revelation. So if we're going back to the beginning, we are seeing God. Everything's telling us about God. Everything is revealing God. And in that same sense God wants us to live by revelation and not always through experience but it is through our experience that we then get to the place where we're saying okay maybe revelation is good but yeah it's a it's a cyclical thing but yes that's uh I hope I've answered the question yeah you have done you have done and and Willie how do you how do you view the 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 relationship between knowledge and 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 experience and how that relates to wisdom yeah. Um, okay. So um, I think I look at it that um, yeah, knowledge is is being able to have an understanding of something, and wisdom to me, uh, wisdom is uh, being able to to use. You know, you can have an understanding of something, but being able to utilize something to get the best out of it would need your wisdom. You know. Um, and um, in, in most, I think in most cases, it happens that we we uh, we become okay. We become wiser as we experience, as we get to know things, and we make then better decisions. You know, sometimes we have to we we go through bad experiences in order to make the good decisions, and um, not not only that, but maybe. Uh, good decisions in, in terms of maybe avoiding to make the mistakes that we previously made, but also sometimes we improve in a, in a, in, a, in another scenario where the the first the first uh, instance or the first the first yeah the first uh, experience is different to the second experience, but because you've been through uh, that first experience and you made a few mistakes. And when handling the second experience, you're in a different scenario, different setup, you're dealing with a different challenge. But because you're 
you, you of your experience in the first scenario, you make a wiser decision. You know, you're, you're becoming a bit wiser. You're coming better at making decisions. So you be faced with a different challenge, but you be better at making decisions because now you're, you're wiser. So that, that's the connection. Um, now, on the onset, um, without even requiring uh, knowledge, then um, if we look at it from the spiritual perspective, we're looking at God giving you the wisdom, you know, being able to make the wise decision, a, a wise decision without going through a certain experience to make a mistake, you know. So uh, that that's an uh, now that's wisdom from God, you know. Mm-hmm. That's how I look at it. So the other one is more like you go through an experience to have to become wiser. The other one is is is, is coming in because uh, of your uh, spiritual connection with God. No, yeah, that's that's definitely powerful stuff. That's, that's definitely yeah, powerful stuff. <laughs> I, I actually wanted to move on to to speak about what's your so what's the difference then? Um, you there, there was a time like Faith spoke about there was a time that um, you had a knowledge of what marriage is like, but now you're experiencing so. Um, I want you guys both, I think this is going to be more of a conversation, so I'm not going to pick who starts, but can you explain what the difference is between, you know, for those of us that don't know, <laughs> mm-hmm. for those of us that don't know what marriage is like, explain to us what, what it's like to be in that world and, and, and what, you know, the pitfalls and, you know, things are. Um, I think I'll start this way. How to say that I knew of marriage? Ahead of the word marriage, <laughs> let me just simplify it. <laughs> ahead of marriage, and uh, people, yeah, people get married. Uh, but of course, I mean, uh, I think firsthand we see our parents. You know, our parents are married; they're together. So we experience a, a product of marriage. You know, and uh, yeah, that's that's a, an example to us. You know. And when you picture that you're going to one day get married, you're looking at yourself being in that scenario that your parents are right now, you know, because you, you get it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, if you're, yeah. Uh, and, and now having to go to actually get married, um, I think that just, it comes a time, you know, you, you, you're going to be in, in primary school. You're going to, in, to be in preschool primary school, then secondary school, you know, then you need to go to uni. You, you, you know that you need to go to uni, you know, you're not just going to say, oh, you can't stay in high school forever, you know, and, and after uni, you're going to be looking for a job because that's just the natural way that um, uh, God made things. There's the, you have to progress to the next step. You start somewhere and you're always progressing. You're aging, you know, and there comes a point that you're going to see that, yeah, I need to be with someone. You need to start uh, having a relationship with. You, you start relationship with as, as friends. And then, yeah, like I'm saying, there comes a time when you need to move on to the next step of marriage. And then... <laughs> friend to marriage. I like that. Yeah? You know what I mean? Friend to marriage, man. <laughs> So it's a natural progression, you know, you're going to get there and you're going to realize that, oh yeah, uh, 
now I need to find someone who I can I can spend the rest of my life with. And you're going to start looking for the colleges that will make you compatible. Mm-hmm. You know, someone who's going to make, make you happy, someone whom you can dredge whatever nonsense they're going to say. You're going to have to. <laughs> what does that even mean? <laughs> no, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You out, man. I'm just saying. Let me just interject there. Let me let me find out. Like, what is this really about? What are you really saying? <laughs> no, but I, I, what I'm just saying is. Um, there's always two sides to everyone, you know? <laughs> uh, there's, there's, okay, like, like uh, you're going to be having a good day on, and on some days you're not going to have a, a good day because of something has happened. And um, the way we react to different experiences, you know, uh, is different, you know? Um, something will happen and maybe I'll not cry. Uh, something will happen and maybe she'll cry. Maybe Faith will also cry, let's say. And I have to be able to allow her to do that and, and to be able to find um, a way to, 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 uh, to have a conversation with her, with her in that, in that uh, state, you know? Because let's say, I mean, now we're talking like this, uh, everything is cool, what, 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 but then sometimes you're going through a challenge at work and you're not having a good day. I have to be able to approach you and and have a conversation with you and try to be helpful in a sense. Mm. I don't know if there's anything else I need to expand on. I don't know if I've lost my Faith, Faith, uh, thoughts. But anyway. Because there was an introduction you. moment, Faith. Uh, <laughs> it seems like it seems like it seems like there's some beef out here. No, I was gonna say that like, yeah. is it beef, yeah? Because uh, <laughs> I'm ready. I haven't made my answer yet. <laughs> No, I, I wasn't referring to an actual situation. She was waiting for a moment. I was like, hold up, hold up, hold up. I need to come in here. <laughs> um, no, not, not an actual situation, but just, just saying. But just saying, uh, like if I was talking rubbish one day, you can deal with it, yeah? Yes, exactly. <laughs> wow, you meant to say no. <laughs> my you never talk rubbish, like, you know, you're, you're like, I don't know, everything you say is so great. No, I thought we said honesty is the best policy in relationships. What is listen, this? Listen, this is being recorded, yeah. So we need to <laughs> to keep the facade. <laughs> All right. Um, look, uh, I think a good example. Maybe I can say. Um, what can I say? Um, uh, I'm lost. But anyway, wow. you know, you know, like. Um, yeah, there's there's things that I I'll do that Faith Rose will not like. She will not like everything that I'll do, and some days I, I can get on my nerves or something. But she has to be able to to raise <laughs> some of those things. So like leaving shoes somewhere, you know, just I like get in the house. Let's say I just leave my pair of shoes there, and maybe I'm just tired. She 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 can just pick it up and put it where it's supposed to be. Yeah, so. Sometimes it's all right. Instead of me, instead of her maybe shouting at me like, "Oh, why did you leave your shoes here?" and stuff, you know. So certain things just to all right, you know. So let's just let, let all right. I think I'm going to come in before mm. you know, the, the the thoughts start going somewhere else. Somewhere else, and everyone's like, you know, what what exactly is going on? But if only got this to base, I think the question is, what's our experience of marriage, or mm. what? Yeah, yeah. What, yeah. What, what what's the difference between you? Uh, knowing of marriage and experiencing it now? 
Um, I'll, I'll approach it from the way that Willie approached it, but I'm going to disagree on a couple of points. Mm, yeah, let's go. Let's go, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, so, yes, I mean, we go to primary school, we go to secondary school. Some of us go to university, some don't. But I think ultimately we're on a, we're on a path in life. We don't have to get married, mind you. The Bible doesn't say you have to get married. It's a choice, right? Mm. So I think it's that decision, but you need to be ready. So I think to get to that place, to get married, you need to be ready to be able to make that decision from the place where you've got all the relevant information in check to be able to say, okay, yeah, I'm happy with this decision. And that's that. Um, yeah. I The one word that I really, that I like about what Willie said was progressing. So I think it's a progression and you should progress not because you've come to a certain age, but because you've reached a certain level of maturity because mm. marriage requires maturity. Mm. So all these petty, petty business can't be taking that into marriage. Can't be <laughs> taking it at all. <laughs> and marriage, the experience of marriage, yeah. Listen, yeah, you think you're ready. Yeah, you're like, you know what? Yeah, I'm here for this. Like, you know, I got my life in check, got my priorities, got my thoughts in check. And then it just exposes things about you. Because like, you know, at the end of the day, we're, we're, we're being, but we're becoming better, isn't it? Yeah. So sometimes, I'll just give an example. Sometimes, you know. An actual, it, like a real life experience. A real, a real life experience. This was before okay. we were married. But anyway, like Willie would call me. And then he'll be like, okay, bye. I'll be like, all right, bye. And I just dashed my phone <laughs> to the side. I never put the phone down. And I think that used to irritate him. So after some time, it's like, can you just put the phone down? And I was just like, oh, don't I put the phone down? Like, you know, these things that you don't really even realize that are parts of what you do and stuff like that. So I think marriage has a way of exposing, exposing certain things about you. But I think one of the things in my experience so far of being married, I haven't been married for very long. Um, yeah, we haven't been married for very long. But one of my truest experiences is having the knowledge of saying, okay, well, it is a constant process of growth. Um, it's hard work. And you're trying to say, okay, now we're doing things together. It's not all about me and what I'm doing, like where I'm going. Like, Because, you know, before we're married, I could make a decision. I'd be like, you know what, I'm going on holiday. I'm doing this, I'm doing that. But now it's that collectiveness. And one thing that I would say that um, this couple that was counseling us said to us was the key to a good marriage is the commitment to resolving conflict. So mm. there's a lot of that conflict resolution. There's so many things about marriage, but really it's about you know, having expectations. I mean, they say, okay, don't have too many expectations, but I think someone with no expectations is, is, not, a, is not really good, really, because do they value certain things? So it's me mm. voicing my expectations. It's Willie voicing his expectations and us finding a middle ground to say, okay, can this work for both of us? Like, mm. you know, there's, there's many ways to get to the same thing. So if we're talking about eating rice and someone wants it from a rice cooker, someone wants it from a pot, what is our objective? We want the rice to be cooked, right? But then what is our challenge? We don't have time. So, okay, let's have rice from a rice cooker then. It's still cooked, isn't it? So it's just little things like that. But the experience is completely different from when we were friends. 
from when we um, got in a relationship and from when, yeah, we became married. I think it's like a deeper connection each time. Um, and yeah, and I think it's it's been it's been an interesting journey. It is an interesting journey, but I think what um, <laughs> what I really like is the the different levels of commitment. And yeah, like if if we weren't married, like there's certain things that I just can't expect of him. And like you know, sometimes maybe you know we'd have had conversations in the past, um, and we're talking about something. Maybe we'd have disagreed on a couple of things. But then I remember distinctly one time when we just got married, and we're having a uh, uh, what you call it, a disagreement about something. And, you know, then we're talking it. And because basically when we when we hit con- conflict, we we work it out. We try and work it out as much as we can then and there. So we'll have an honest conversation. Like, you know, them conversations that you don't really want to have because you don't really want to be hearing the truth about yourself. You'll be like, yes, all right, man. I'm perfect. <laughs> <laughs> but in the moment, you're just like, Wow. Wow, is this yeah. the truth? I, don't, I, I think the truth hurts, like, but you know, you just need to take it. You just they're like, yeah. you know what, it's okay. Um, yeah, so it was like one of those moments, and um, you know, we were talking, and we're talking. I don't even, I don't even remember what we we're talking about, but we we're talking about it. And uh, yeah, then basically we got to a certain point, and I was just like, so why are you still on the phone? And he was like, because you're my wife. And I think <laughs> that <laughs> that I was just like, oh. <laughs> yes to me so you've heard it here first when it's your wife yeah you better you better stay on that phone you better talk you better resolve it you better do whatever you want to do but i want to bring you i've been talking for a while but i really want to bring you into this and this is a plug whatever it is but yeah let's let's look at it in this cool kind of way so yeah um this is bringing you into me i'm sure you know about it and so basically, in the whole week of us getting married, you know, there were the Ngoni dancers and everything like that. They were doing the, the different dances and things like that. And I think a lot of the songs that they do, are, I, I think they're usually like wedding related, but anyway, they were singing wedding songs. So there was one song that says, um, I thought you said you wanted um, marriage. This is what marriage is. So um, mm. I'll just sing it a bit, but... If you want, if you want to hear little snippets of Dumi and his um interesting, lovely singing, it's track three of the Full Circle album. Yes, yeah, shameless plug. Track what three. Name? Yes, make sure you listen to this track three. There's a little sample in it. It's a really cool thing. No, not track three. What yeah. am I on about? Track yes, it four. is. What's the track title? five? Track five. Track five. One, two, three. G U M. Yes, yeah. track five. Make sure you listen to that. You will like it. But basically, so the song says, Sim Jamanka Funabanja. So it's like, didn't you say you wanted marriage? Banja, Banja, and the long way. Mukani Samari, Mukani So basically, this is what you wanted, yeah? So this is marriage. So you, you better take care of it. Better, better, like, you know, fix up and that. So yeah, that's the Willy guy was shaking in his <laughs> like you just heard the song, turn around, looked at the guy like <laughs> dancing, but I was like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that that's the experience of marriage. You you, you just have to just get on with it, really. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Well, I can't yeah. say I know what that's like. <laughs> 
Don't worry, I'll sing what? that you song at there. your wedding. Oh I'll sing that God. song at your we'll wedding. Don't worry. Yeah, exactly. You remember this song. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, yeah, wow. Okay, yeah. Well, I'm just trying to figure out. <laughs> <laughs> How did no, we get here? No, yeah. Uh yeah, okay, yeah. Experience is 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 really, really important to, to everything that we do. I mean, like um when we look at your experience in marriage and we look at your experiences uh, with God and, and anyone's experiences in life, um the the general consensus is that everything relates back to how we use that in our humanity. You know, and and a lot of the time, as as human beings, we don't understand the next person's experience. We don't understand how the person views. And if you check out the episode on perception, we talk about how experience informs your perception of life. And so, you know, why do we say it's greater than words? And so, I'm going to let these. I'm going to let you guys answer that question. Then, I, then I'm going to come in. But um, how, you know, why is it that experience is so much greater than words? Why, why, why can you not exactly define something until you've experienced it? Because all the time when we talk about, um, like you've talked about scenarios, you haven't, you haven't necessarily spoken, like you can't put into words what marriage is like. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You can't put it into words definitively, but you have an idea or a way to be able to show a person who's not in it. So to speak, <laughs> you have a way to show a person who's not in it. So why do we say that experience and, and the nature of, of living through something um, is greater than the notion of words? Have at it. <laughs> okay, um, I'll go. Um, I think, <laughs> you know, while you were saying that, I just thought of... Uh, uh, the time when, when I was a really uh, small kid, you know, when I was little, and uh, we used to uh, play with fire a lot, you know. We'd want to start a fire like, uh, um, like what do you call it? Like an arsonist. Uh, no, 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 not, not, not like that. <laughs> not like that. How did we get no, there? No. Yeah, I think that's what people were thinking about. So, you know, I just had to say what, what the audience is thinking. Sorry, I'll be I quiet. don't know. I, maybe there's an excitement. Oh, you mean when, when you're playing with a ball? You know, when you're making these footballs? And- Plastic balls, when you're making... Uh, we used to, like, cook, you know? Like, want to cook. So, I don't know, there's a fascination about fire. When your parents are making fire, you want to be the one fanning it to make it, you know, bigger. And um, there's, like, even water. We, I think kids play with water a lot. They play with fire a lot and you know your parents would be like okay don't play with fire don't play with fire and you know you don't quite get it until you get burnt (laughs) ouch that hurts that hurts you don't even know (laughs) yes you know the sensation for a bent finger you know that feeling the pain is just too real you know you uh, it'll send you crying, you know, you're going to cry the loudest and you'll be screaming all over the place. Well, I told you, I told you not to play fire. So from there, you know, if they tell you don't play fire, you understand why, you know? Exactly. Well, you can't I, find I There's just not a better understanding than that. Uh, that's how I was just thinking. So feeling something, it's, it's just a greater... 
yes, yeah, it's, it's a greater thing than, than just for someone to say it. You know, it, it didn't make sense to, to me as a child until I experienced it. And yeah, they say experience is the best teacher. I think for many people, um, I'll give another, you know, I may be too personal that one, but I was going to give an example of someone who was a total drunk and, and his friend, while they were drinking, got hit by a car and that sent him to stop drinking. He drinks here and there, but not like before, you know? So I think that really scared, uh, scared him like, I don't know, <laughs> so much that he lost his friend and he was close to losing his own life, you know? And he, he's afraid that he could lose his life maybe if, if he ever gets drunk like that again and just uh, crossing the road or something. Yeah, so I think that's what makes it greater. It just, it's a feeling of experiencing something and just being told is, is very different. Mm. Just another level up. Mm. <laughs> it's HD. It's 6K. HK, HK, you know? <laughs> Yeah. All right, Faith. Yes, Shall I compare thee to a summer's day? Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. No, there's sometimes <laughs> words, words. I mean, if anyone's wondering if you want to look that up, that's reference to Shakespeare. But anyway, there's there's something that words can give, mm. and something that words cannot. And I think Willie expressed that very beautifully to say that it is that feeling, you know, um, when we're talking about experience, our experience is not just what we hear, but then it is topped off by what we feel. Um, Mo Maya Angelou said, um, people forget what you said, people forget what you did, but people will never forget how you made them feel. Mm. So, you know, if we're talking about experience, we're talking about feeling and it takes more than just mere words to be able to express that. I mean, words are an engine. And one of the beautiful things that I, I think it's the beautiful things that I love about the, about the Jewa language, um, you know, it, it doesn't have many words, right? But then it is a language is so much, it, it, it leans more on the intonation and the way you say things. Um, it, it leans more on the way you carry yourself, your demeanor, the way you, you know, the way you lower yourself or the way you stand up or whatever. Just those slight things, um, even if someone doesn't understand what is being said, they can feel what is being said by the um, level of reverence that you show, like as a, ma as a matter of respect and things like that. So if we're looking at it in that respect, we can have... And understanding. <laughs> That's Justine. Yeah. Hi, Justine. <laughs> we can have an understanding. We can have an understanding of you know that it is greater than words. That there is, there's so much more. And I think, and if I'm just looking at the at the world, like what the world wants now more than ever. I mean, they talk about millennials, or wanting, um, you know or would rather pay for experience, experiences rather than things, right? Um, I think we're taking it to the next level because what we're looking for is like, you know, we have, we've already got everything. So what more is there? So the creation of experiences, the creation of excursions and all of those things, that's what people value now. 
So that's greater than words. That's what that's those are times when you know you leave your phone at home because you are you you leave your phone at home because you you want to completely immerse yourself in that experience. And I think that's what greater than words is. It's something that you just can't express. You can try, but it's very difficult. Hmm. Um, so yeah. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> yes, the experience of uh, the experience of life and uh, all of this, uh, we've done this so that we can relate it back to how we live in terms of um, how we view God as Christians and as uh, you know, kingdom culture people. We are very, very adamant on what we believe, and we are unapologetically so. Why? Because each one of us here on this podcast have experienced God in our own way. Uh, there's uh, various conversations you can have with myself faith and you know whenever we can get really involved we we will do so <laughs> <laughs> yeah well, definitely i will make myself available yeah it's recorded it's right here we'll just play this back <laughs> that will be his personal soundbite <laughs> now he's stuck yeah these are the receipts but yeah basically our experience of god makes it so that we're able to explain what it's like to be a, a child of god as well because it, the main reason why we do what we do is so that people can be led to a better way of life and can be led to feeling safe and hope and, and love in, in God. And so that's the important thing. And we always relate our experiences back to that because it's so important to us. Um, yeah, I mean, I feel like this episode is very, very difficult to end because you can almost like, you know, have a conversation about this the entire day. Um, but I think just closing remarks, how do you guys feel about, uh, all this relating to the human condition and how, you know, everyone, uh, seeks and has a need for, to know where they come from and to experience something greater than just, you know, the carnal, you know, everyone is searching for enlightenment, so to speak, you know, people are taking trips or going to monasteries and taking meditation classes, taking yoga, doing all sorts mm -hmm. of things <laughs> to be enlightened. But it seems like a much simpler job for us. Like we can just go through life and feel enlightened just because we believe what we believe. Now, I just want you guys to talk a little bit more uh, towards the end of this episode about how um, you know this relates to, the, to our condition as people. How does experience make people you know, feel like they have arrived? It's such an abstract question, I know. But how Very does- Very abstract question. Exactly, how does experience make, yeah, so the idea of being enlightened is the, is the notion of having arrived, right? At a destination, mm -hmm. at a place. You know, the satisfaction of knowing that you know all that you need to know, or the satisfaction of having peace. So how does experience generate that peace for a person? Maybe that's a better way to put it. I would say that um, enlightenment is a coming to knowledge at a certain time. And if life is seasonal mm -hmm. and you're moving in seasons, then it means that summer's going to come to an end. Winter's about to, I mean, autumn's about to come, then winter um, or, or the rain season is about to come and the dry season is about to come but it's very seasonal. So I think there's levels of enlightenment and I think enlightenment is interesting enough. I think enlightenment serves its purpose 
when you're looking at the source to find the source because experience is constantly happening. Mm. Experiences are changing each and every day. So I think there needs to be that openness. And you also need to be able to say that as I'm experiencing this, like what am I, what, what am I doing? What's the vehicle that I'm going along in? And I think that vehicle has to be peace because if you're understanding things from a seasonal perspective, then what you're looking at is saying, okay, well, peace is, peace is where I need to be because I understand that this is a season. Um, and if I'm looking at the human condition, then I'm looking at it with the understanding that I'm not the first person to experience this. So then you go out and you seek wisdom and what greater wisdom than in the person who, in, in God who created you, you know? So when we're talking about peace, when we're talking about stillness, when we're talking about solitude, all those things, we even need to understand that, you know, God is not how he's depicted in the Netflix movies. He's not Morgan Freeman, <laughs> the voice of Morgan Freeman, but, you know, is described as a still small voice. When we understand revelation, there's revelations in so many different things. And if, if I'm just talking about the human condition episode, like, you know, the song, um, How Great Thou Art, came from an experience of the author, you know, going out for a walk as he usually did. So I think when we are understanding peace, we need to understand that peace, I remember it was in a preaching one, someone said that, peace is victory sustained and I think that is such and that's such a powerful way to look at it because when you are at peace with something that means you have found something that someone can't take away from you and I think that is so important when we're looking at our whole experience as human beings because we're in search for peace but we shouldn't expect peace to be stagnant um, no, not necessarily peace to be stagnant, but we're searching for peace in particular situations. But we need to also understand that life is seasonal and that constant need to be in constant communion with God, constantly, you know, growing that understanding of God and constantly getting more from God. But our enlightenment is in, is in understanding that God is there. <laughs> Go on, yeah. sir. Um, well, I, I like how you, you've put it. Um, I think um, what my understanding and what I'm getting is that it all relates to a certain relationship or connection to God. Because people are looking for the enlightenment, uh, like experiences, you know, like you've talked about, people going to... Uh, different places all over the world, traveling to see this and that, to see the one, the seven wonders of the world. Yeah. It's, it's experiencing God. It's, it's all creation, you know? And, and it speaks to us. It resonates with us to, to a certain uh, wavelength. I don't know that we, we just go with it, you know? Um, and, and we enjoy, we feel, we feel that we are part of that because we as well are part of a creation. That, that is God's creation. And when we have experience with, with, with other creation, we, we are getting to some sense of like, we feel that we are a piece of this puzzle and we resonate with it, you know? Um, that, and, and that completes us in, in to some extent. And, and that completion is, is the presence of God. It's it's trying to it's seeking God. Others 
may not be aware of it, but they're seeking God. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Right. So we we love having these types of conversations. These are the conversations that we live for um, because they help us to you know navigate life a little bit easier. Um, thank you so much. Willie, for joining us today. It has been a massive pleasure. Welcome. I enjoyed it. We, it was nice this. We have had so much fun today. We hope that all of you guys will continue enjoying the episodes as we bring them to you. We're almost at the end of this entire series. And we've got a small series that we're trying to work on. We're going to see uh, how it comes up. But we'll have more information towards the end of episode 10. And yeah, this has been There's Layers to This from me, Doomy, and we have had Faithless. And we have had Willie. Yes, sir. Thank you so much for having us. God bless and good night. God bless you too. Good night. And that brings us to the end of our episode today on There's Layers to This on experience and that it is greater than words. Thank you so much to Willie, who is Faith's husband, as we've already said. Thank you so much for being a part of this process. We hope that you enjoyed it. Y'all, please go on Instagram and as seen in the picture, please show him some love. And just, yeah, we are so grateful to continue this community. For those of you who haven't heard before, we have some powerful and interesting episodes coming up soon. Our next episode is actually on toxic masculinity. It's uh, one we've been waiting for so long to come up with and get done. So we hope you are all happy with what we produce. In any case, we hope you have a good day and... That's it from There's Layers to This. Cue the music. Mm -hmm.